Section 206 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 278. Blackheath, August 17, 1765. My dear friend, You are now two letters in my debt, and I fear the gout has been the cause of your contracting that debt. When you are not able to write yourself, let your secretary send me two or three lines to acquaint me how you are. You have now seen by the London Gazette what changes have really been made at court, but at the same time I believe you have seen that there must be more, before a ministry can be settled. What those will be, God knows. Were I to conjecture, I should say that the whole will centre, before it is long, in Mr. Pitt and Company, the present being an heterogeneous jumble of youth and caducity, which cannot be efficient. Charles Townsend calls the present Lutestring ministry fit only for the summer. The next session will be not only a warm, but a violent one, as you will easily judge, if you look over the names of the inns and of the outs. I feel this beginning of the autumn, which is already very cold. The leaves are withered, fall apace, and seem to intimate that I must follow them, which I shall do without reluctance, being extremely weary of this silly world. God bless you, both in it and after it. Letter 279. Blackheath, August twenty-fifth, 1765. I received but four days ago your letter of the second instant. I find by it that you are well, for you are in good spirits. Your notion of the new birth or regeneration of the ministry is a very just one, and that they have not yet the true seal of the covenant is, I dare say, very true. At least it is not in the possession of either of the secretaries of state, who have only the king's seal. Nor do I believe, whatever his grace may imagine, that it is even in the possession of the Lord Privy Seal. I own I am lost, in considering the present situation of affairs. Different conjectures present themselves to my mind, but none that it can rest upon. The next session must necessarily clear up matters a good deal for I believe it will be the warmest and most acrimonious one that has been known since that of the excise. The late ministry, the present opposition, are determined to attack Lord B. publicly in Parliament, and reduce the late opposition. The present ministry, to protect him publicly, in consequence of their supposed treaty with him. En attendant mieux, the paper war is carried on with much fury and scurrility on all sides, to the great entertainment of such lazy and impartial people as myself. I do not know whether you have the daily advertiser, and the public advertiser, in which all political letters are inserted, and some very well-written ones on both sides. But I know that they amuse me, tant bien que mal, for an hour or two every morning. Lord T. is the supposed author of the pamphlet you mention, but I think it is above him. Perhaps his brother, C. T., who is by no means satisfied with the present arrangement, may have assisted him privately. As to this letter, there was a good ridiculous paragraph in the newspapers two or three days ago. We hear that the right honourable Mr. C. T. is indisposed at his house in Oxfordshire, of a pain in his side, but it is not said in which side. I do not find that the Duke of York has yet visited you. If he should, it may be expensive, mais on trouvera moyen. As for the lady, if you should be very sharp-set for some English flesh, she has it amply in her power to supply you if she pleases. Pray tell me in your next what you think of and how you like Prince Henry of Prussia. God bless you. Letter 280. 
my dear friend. Your great character of Prince Henry, which I take to be a very just one, lowers the King of Prussia's a great deal, and probably that is the cause of their being so ill together. But the King of Prussia, with his good parts, should reflect upon that trite and true maxim, qui invidit minor, or Monsieur de Rochefoucauld's, que l'envie est la plus bas de tue passion, puisqu'on avoue bien des crimes, mais que personne n'avoue l'envie. I thank God I never was sensible of that dark and vile passion, except that formerly I have sometimes envied a successful rival with a fine woman. But now that cause is ceased, and consequently the effects. What shall I, or rather what can I tell you of the political world here? The late ministers accuse the present with having done nothing. The present accuse the late ones with having done much worse than nothing. Their writers abuse one another most scurrilously, but sometimes with wit. I look upon this to be pelote and attendant parti, till battle begins in St. Stephen's Chapel. How that will end, I protest I cannot conjecture. Any farther than this, that if Mr. Pitt does not come into the assistance of the present ministers, they will have much to do to stand their ground. C.T. will play booty, and who else have they? Nobody but C., who has only good sense, but not the necessary talents nor experience. Ere siere virus martimcu asundere cantu. I never remember in all my time to have seen so problematical a state of affairs, and a man would be much puzzled which side to bet on. Your guest, Miss C., is another problem which I cannot solve. She no more wanted the waters of Carlsbad than you did. Is it to show the Duke of Kingston that he cannot live without her? A dangerous experiment, which may possibly convince him that he can. There is a trick, no doubt, in it, but what I neither know nor care. You did very well to show her civilities. Cela ne goûte jamais rien. I will go to my waters, that is, the bath waters, in three weeks or a month, more for the sake of bathing than of drinking. The hot bath always promotes my perspiration, which is sluggish, and supples my stiff, rheumatic limbs. D'ailleurs, I am at present as well, and better than I could reasonably expect to be, anu septuagissimo primo. May you be as long, imas. God bless you. End of section 206. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.